0: Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're serious about creating a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now, your host, Master Life and Business
1: Coach, Molly Claire. Hey, Coach. Today I'm bringing you the wisdom of Tavana Denise. She is a master coach. She's helped coaches with launching in their business, and she's also currently working with coaches to really do a great job with group programs. I loved this conversation with Tavana. She and I actually met back in 2015 at our first Mastermind event after becoming coaches, and it's been really fun to be side-by-side in this journey, so I'm thrilled to bring her here to you. and. Exciting news, she is one of our guests in the Masterful Coach Collective in the upcoming year. Those of you that have had your eyes on the Masterful Coach Collective, great news. Enrollment is open right now for just one more week. And what this means is you can join with us now to have a fresh start in January. The community is a place where you as a coach have total support in your life, business, and coaching skill mastery. We have experts every single week in the collective speaking to you about business strategy. It could be Instagram, confidence on camera, writing a book, all kinds of things. Also helping you with that ideal life business balance and the strategies you need in your personal life. And of course, coaching skill mastery. We have master classes in there from myself as well as master coaches of all kinds. So it's a really supportive place where you can plan your goals each quarter, stay accountable and access experts with wisdom in all kinds of areas. So if you're interested, check out the show notes, go to mollyclare.com and click there for the Masterful Coach Collective Community where you can find out more and get started with us in the new year. All right, without further ado, the amazing, brilliant Tavana Denise. All right, coaches. So I'm here with Tavana. And as we were just chatting, I am so excited to share her with you in this conversation because I think it's going to hit on a lot of pain points for all of you as coaches as you build your business. Tavana has expertise in being a business coach, being a launch coach, and now helping with group programs. We're going to talk more about that. But She's pretty well aware of some of the issues and challenges that come up in your business. So get ready. This is going to be amazing. Hi, Tavana. How are you? Molly, I
0: am so excited to be here and talk about all the things. So thank you for having me.
1: Me too. This is great. So as I was preparing to come on to the interview with Tavana, I, I always probably bring this up whenever we see each other because... I remember really well, the first time I met you was at my first mastermind and your first mastermind. And it was 2015. And we were there sitting on the front row, taking all the notes. I always sit on the front row because the truth is that if I sit too far back, I will not pay attention. I will be distracted by everything in front of me. So the front row is a focus strategy for me. And there we were.
0: (laughs) No, for me, I sit in the front row now because I need glasses. (laughs) (laughs)
1: we all have our reason. Some people might think, oh, they're such achievers. And while we are, we just need to be able to focus better and we need glasses. So (laughs) there you have it. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah. So Tavana, you and I sat by each other, that first mastermind as coaches way back when, and at the time you were still in physical therapy. Yes. Yes. Full time. (laughs) Yes. Wanting to quit your job. Is that crazy now thinking back?
0: Yes, because I wanted to do it so bad Mm -hmm. for so many years. Mm -hmm. I tell people I had one foot out when I got in because I started Mm -hmm. my first business actually before I had my physical therapy license. So I already had this vision of being able to make all the money and help all the people and get out of there. Well, really, at first it was just about making the money. It wasn't until I found coaching that it was more like, oh, I can make money and help people because I got into physical therapy to help people, but it wasn't making money. And then I got into business the first (laughs) first to make money, but it wasn't helping people. So life coaching gave me both of those things. And it's really interesting to think then that that's what I stood up during a mastermind to talk about is leaving physical therapy. It was very uncomfortable super uncomfortable. And it took me years later to do it. But here's the thing that I think would surprise many people for, I ended up being a physical therapist for 19 years before Mm -hmm. I left Mm -hmm. and went full-time in coaching. And I remember when a pandemic hit, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm good. I'm making money. I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, because I was a contractor at the hospital. They said, oh, we, we can't work with y'all right now. Y'all cost too much. So mm-hmm. we're trying to save money. Don't come back. We'll call yeah. you. Yeah. When they called me to come back, I freaked out. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to come back. But they were like, if you don't come back, you have to resign. You have to You have to quit. Mm, and yeah, I didn't realize yeah. under all of this I was making way more money than I had ever but I was still using that as a security blanket so mm. it Meaning And you are making
1: more money as a coach than ever. Way more money as a coach than afraid. ever. Still afraid. Oh my gosh, isn't that fascinating? Still afraid to leave.
0: Still afraid to yeah, leave yeah. because I didn't realize mentally I was using that as a safety net.
1: Yeah. Physical yeah. therapy
0: as a safety net if yeah if if coaching dries up if it doesn't work out i can still go back and so when yes, they said yes. you have to come back or quit that's when all of my stuff came but yeah. for 19 years i was yes. like i can't wait to get out of here right
1: <laughs> that is fascinating what a great story because yeah we met at mastermind and you stood up and said you wanted to leave physical therapy and do coaching full time i think that one of the things that i hope all of you are going to get out of this interview and in our conversation is really getting a look behind the scenes at the journey of a coach right both of us as we talk about it and and also kind of who quits who doesn't what success is about and and what those things are along the way that come up so going back to mastermind that we met was 2015 and now it's 2022. Here we are at the end of 2022. So let's talk about why you're still in the coaching fields and why some aren't. Because you and I have been here and we've seen people come and go in the world of coaching and we've seen it evolve and change so much. And I think this is an important discussion because there are coaches right now wondering, am I going to make it or not? Mm. Tell us, what are your thoughts about it?
0: You're probably going to hate me if you listen to this and you hear me say this, but this is really, this is my belief down to my core is that it's a decision.
1: It is a decision.
0: It's a decision, like literally cutting off all options. And I just knew that I was going to do it. I was going to be one of the ones. And when I decided I'm going to be a full-time coach, like no matter what, then yeah. I just had to roll with the punches and everything that happened. And it, mm-hmm. you, if we are doing our math correctly, it took me five years, mm-hmm. five, one, two, three, four, five, after I stood mm-hmm. up and said, I want to leave mm-hmm. physical therapy and be a full-time mm-hmm. coach. And I mean, a lot of stuff happened then. And I had to keep getting knocked down and get back up and try something else and try something else and keep going after it and really yeah. unlearn a lot of stuff and look at my look at my own stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also want to go circle back to that moment you brought up, you know, a few minutes ago about during COVID and that moment, but staying with this for now, I totally agree with you because I, and I think that, you know, this idea of, am I going to make it or am I not really does put it outside of our control, right? As if it's like, well, either we're either meant for it or not. We can either do it or we can't. And I really do think it's a decision. And I say this all the time. The only way you won't make it is if you quit, right? And it's that decision for you. You knew that was your decision. And I would say that's the same for me. It's not like it was, it came easily or quickly, right? It's a mess. Like you look at someone who's, you know, air quotes here, succeeding in their business. And if you look back behind the scenes, it's all just this messy disaster of things that didn't work, and times that you were discouraged and full of doubt and all of that. But I do have and have always had that commitment. I am going to make this happen because it matters to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I I love that you say that the only way not to win is to quit because I I very much believe the same thing. Mm -hmm. And also on the other side of it, right? When we think, is this for me? Is it not for me? I also have a belief that the creator, God, whomever you believe in, Mm -hmm. source, universe will never give you a vision for something without also giving you the means to achieve it. Mm. And so just the very fact that you are here and you are trying and that you have this desire means that it's meant for you because there are certain people in this world that they could care less about life coaching as a profession.
1: Yes, it's true. I think we forget that because we talk with other people in this world all the time. But we forget we're a very small portion of the population that even thinks this way and wants these kind of things in our life and for business and all of it.
0: Right. And then for for me, that just means it's meant for you. So if you're listening Mm -hmm. to this and you're like, is it for me? Is it not for me? Because you're here listening to this means it's for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Yeah, I just this a couple weeks ago, one of my clients in our group was talking about she had this kind of this idea, this vision, like something she's really passionate about as a message for her business. But because it didn't fit in like our marketing formula that we were working through, she found herself doubting it. And we kind of talked about this idea, right? There's a part of you that knows this is important. So the marketing, we figure all that out, right? Like this is something that's in you. And it just reminded me of what you just brought up. Like her having that vision means like it's possible to create that and to move that message forward. So. I mean, I think that's part of
0: what, what I think you and I do so well is there are formulas, but it's not formulaic in that whatever you want to do, we can figure out how to make it work. It again, is just a decision. Like I want to do this thing. So let's just figure out how to go do this thing. And so in my work in launches and helping people start and grow their groups is very much the same thing. You come with the desire and that's all you need. We don't Mm -hmm. need to know the entire step-by-step. We just need to know that this is what you desire to create. And then let's just go figure it out. Yes,
1: which in some ways can feel kind of scary to people, but it's so much better that way because if you think you have it all figured out, you're wrong anyway, because things never go exactly that way. (laughs) So, right? Yeah. I mean, that's
0: just like before we were, when before we press recording, you were asking, like, what are you doing now? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you looked at what I was doing back in 2014, 2015 to Mm now, it's so different because I had to just go ahead and start. And as I went ahead and started and I tried things, then new knowledge came to my awareness, new tools, Mm -hmm. new skill sets through the clients. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you that. As I went into the launch space, it Mm -hmm. was first, I wanted to help people launch their group programs because I've been doing that since 2012. I had a Mm -hmm. alternative fitness event group. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that. So I'm like, oh, I know how to do that. I'll teach you how to do that. And then I realized some people were brilliant, excited, knew all the things, but they couldn't take action. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, what's going on here? We've laid Mm -hmm. this out in the most simple, fun way possible. so let me figure that out. And then that's when I created launch therapy, like Mm -hmm. launching with physical therapy and bringing that together. Mm -hmm. And then when, when I did that, I realized, oh, part of the challenge is when we start these group programs, we get all excited and we figure out how to fill the program, Mm -hmm. but then something happens in the delivery of the program that kind of spooks us. yeah, And it creates something at times that I call the sophomore curse, where you have Mm -hmm. this Successful, like meets all your expectations and more of the first launch, and then the mm-hmm. second one kind of tanks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. "What
1: happened?" And what so I happened?
0: dove in trying to figure out what was happening, and it usually yeah. is something in the delivery.
1: Yeah. So okay, so let's back up a little bit. So you were really focused on helping coaches with launching, mm-hmm. with the launch piece of their business, dealing uh, with all the internal stuff, right? The emotions, the thoughts, all of that, and the practical. And you doing that is really what allowed you to pinpoint an issue that a lot of coaches had, which is not really being prepared or yet able to deliver on the promise, the product of their group. And that's that's kind of where you are now, yeah? Yeah, because... So one of the things that I, that I am so
0: grateful for going through master coach training was they, they put us in front of my goodness. When I opened up that zoom one time Mm -hmm. and I saw 1500 people, (laughs) I immediately started sweating, but I loved being in situations like that because Mm -hmm. it, it stretched me. Mm -hmm. And so what we learned was different than we learned how to teach Mm -hmm. concepts. We learned how to create concepts. We learned Mm -hmm. how to manage group dynamics. We learned how to coach in a group and make sure that everybody is taking something out of something and out of the coaching concept or out of the coaching in a moment, even though we're being specific to one person. And these are not often skills that are taught in basic coach certification. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so when I would see these things happen to people or like when a client is upset or a client doesn't get Mm -hmm. results, like then that causes us to kind of doubt ourselves. And when we're not in confidence and belief and we're in self-doubt, then it trickles over to the next time we try to fill the program. And so Mm -hmm. I'm always a person that's looking for like, okay, what's happening how do we make it better? How do we make it feel better? How do we make it move Mm -hmm. better? And that's literally what I did as a physical therapist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Isn't it interesting how the things that we gravitate toward and that we are good at, we find that coming up all throughout our life in different ways, right? It's so fascinating. I love that. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how yes, the importance of coaches understanding how to actually, you know, deliver a group program and the skills to do it. And also, you know, something that I help my clients with is this idea that like, I think it's so important. And I know you feel the same way too. If you promise something to your clients, you want to deliver on that. And I think sometimes it can be really encouraged just like, get more people in the door. I call it like sloppy scaling where it's just like, okay, let's just put them on the conveyor belt, right? It's true. I love that term so much, sloppy, sloppy scaling. scaling. And, and so I really think that this idea of like, let's scale with integrity and scaling with integrity to me is doing an audit of the promises and the experience. And do they match up? And how do we make sure that they match up? So when you told me that that's what you're doing is like in that space and especially teaching those skills that you've learned, not only intellectually, right, but those skills that you have, I just think that's a huge gift to coaches and to their clients. And I think the thing is, is this is such a good example of something where, well, learning how to group coach, is that really the thing that's going to move the needle for your business or make more money? Well, yes, because these things that we do that allow us to deliver a quality experience and program, that's what makes a lasting business. And exactly what you said, that's what makes, allows us to be confident in selling it. So...
0: Yeah, I It just makes it this. easier yeah. to sell because it's totally. all a cycle, right? So the, the marketing gets the people in the door to service is what makes your clients rave and continue with you and buy all of your things and buy the next level and tell their friends and give testimonials where you don't have to coerce them to do so. Like it's, It's just the gift that keeps on giving. And one of the things that I realized when I was doing launch therapy, where it was all about the the trauma of the launch, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel it. It didn't work like I wanted all these things. I'm like, y'all, sometimes we have to realize that we have to play the long game. Every launch tees us up for the next launch. So if you're expecting this launch to just work perfectly and solve all the problems You're sadly mistaken. We have to think about it long-term and short-term. And so one of the things that I learned probably the hard way was that sometimes now you have to be honest with yourself. If you give it your all during a launch and you are really showing up and serving and Mm -hmm. selling and all this, and you sell to midnight, the day doors Mm -hmm. close and you get a certain number. I'm not going to say you only get blank or you just mm-hmm. get blank because that's really discounting the humans that said yes mm-hmm. to what you're doing. Yes. But you get a certain number and it's not what you thought you would or you expected. Just consider that that might be exactly how many you were supposed to have. And here's why. Sometimes we're just not ready for the, the number that we think we want like you were talking about, Molly, I love that so much, sloppy scaling. We want to get all the people in and remember all of these pieces are feeding one another. And so that's why we want to be mindful and intentional about the client experience, the selling experience for ourselves and the clients, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then the, the, the group experience for ourselves and the client. All of these things are working in tandem. It's not... A becoming a martyr for our business, mm-hmm. and it's not becoming a pushover for our clients. It's mm-hmm. all of the things. Everybody working in tandem and having a great experience. That's yeah. how we build businesses that are scalable and sustainable. Since yes. we've been talking about those of us who have been here for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you know what you said. I I totally agree that sometimes we're just not ready for what we want, and we don't realize it. I can look back and think about the times. That I thought, oh, you know, I wish I were here in my business or I wish I were here. And I look back and I realize I wasn't ready in one way or another. And we're just not always aware of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what is your favorite part about what you do in working with these coaches in this capacity?
0: My favorite part is that we get to have permission to do whatever we want, Mm -hmm. to create whatever we Mm -hmm. want. And Mm -hmm. I think one of my superpowers is being able to hold multiple concepts in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm always working on the strategy plus the energy or the intention behind Mm -hmm. the strategy. Yeah. So one of my favorite things is when somebody comes to me and they say, I want to do this or I want to have that. I'm like, well, of course we can do that. I mean, we, we go to the moon, we have the Tesla, we have the iPhone. If they could do all of that stuff, certainly we can create a group program that feels good to you and fits you. Yeah. So I think that's really my favorite thing.
1: I love that because I mean, it's like we, I see this all the time and I've experienced this for me as well, but I think probably similar to you, I've changed so much over time. The more I've done this work, and you just realize that you can take many things that seem like they don't fit together and they're in opposition, and actually they fit together just perfectly. And specifically with businesses, right? It's like there's not one way to run a successful business. There are a lot of strategies, there are a lot of formulas, and there's a lot to be gained from all of those. And at the end of the day, you have to be in the space that is aligned for you. Right. And, and like in building a business, I think it's so important for coaches to consider the kind of business that fits the life that they want to. And when you figure out, right, (laughs) when you figure out what you want that to look like, then you just do it. You just make that happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And you said a
0: a very important part of what's the lifestyle that you want first. I think we're building, oftentimes we're building backwards. Mm -hmm. We're just, we just get out there and start running around (laughs) and doing stuff (laughs) as opposed to saying, okay, three, five, 10 years from now, what do I want my lifestyle to be like? Mm -hmm. What feels good to me? Because we start rushing because we want to have it right now, but I'm like in the grand scheme of things. One of the things I like to ask people is without telling me your age, how long do you plan to be in business? Mm -hmm. Most of the time. It's 20, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. So we have so much time, Mm -hmm. so much time. And it's Mm -hmm. like, how do you think about the lifestyle that you want? Maybe it's not the the lifestyle that you want to have when you are making a a million dollars or more, Mm -hmm. but at each point, just like as you've evolved, as I've evolved, how Mm -hmm. we want to live changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking to you right now from Mexico. I live next Mm -hmm. to the beach. I can Mm -hmm. see it from the balcony. Mm -hmm. Right. That wasn't, that wasn't the dream 19 years ago.
1: Yeah. I think that, yeah, seeing it, what we want our life to be like now, right. And leaving it open to continue to revisit that over time, because yeah, I think it's just like you said, these, you become a coach and everyone's just running around. I love that (laughs) running around doing the things like, I just need to make this work. So I'm just going to start going and you know, Fast motion, super speed to do all these things. And then it's like we miss the point of why we wanted to do this to begin with. So, in so we think, oh, I want to have a business so that I can have time and freedom and flexibility and, you know, quality experiences with the people I love. And then we find ourselves too busy and too stressed out to have time, freedom and flexibility and time with the people we love. So you got to remember the reason why you want the things and what it means in the big picture of things for sure.
0: Yeah. To you and keep your blinders on and not worry about what everybody else is doing, because Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that gets a lot of us when we get in here, we keep hearing six figures, six figures, six figures, Mm -hmm. six figures. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Trust and believe. I I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes that might not necessarily be the first goal. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that may be paralyzing for, we can go in and we can Mm -hmm. do the model and we can do mindset. We can do, we Mm -hmm. can do all of the work around it. But Mm -hmm. sometimes like, here's what I'm playing with here lately, Molly Mm -hmm. is what if we focused on the mission? Mm -hmm. What if we focused on the people that we desire to serve the number of people that we want to serve? Some people know they want to have a boutique business. Mm -hmm. I have a, I coach someone who she has mm-hmm. very high prices because she only wants to work with five people a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people, like the person we know and love Corinne Crabtree, is like, give me all the people. Yeah. <laughs> all the thousands, people, and thousands. All the money. Of I'm doing it all. Doing right? it all. But but here's yeah. the thing though. When we serve people, the money is coming. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I guess one of the things that I've been playing with lately is. If the money like looking at a specific money goal is a little mm-hmm. bit too it it's causing you to shut down for whatever mm-hmm. reason, consider mm-hmm. trying looking at the number of humans you mm-hmm. want to serve
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. see do you get any movement from that, yeah, and if you don't get any movement from that, well, we need to do the mindset coaching either way,
1: but yeah, like
0: maybe just shift your focus and just see what happens, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think you know, as you were saying that it it seems like also when back in the day when you and I first got into coaching, it was like six figures. So I remember at that mastermind, that was when Brooke Castillo was leading it. And she told us a story about almost quitting her business. And she had been made, she had made like $300,000 that Can, year. Wait, wait, wait. Can you believe we knew her when she only made $300,000? I know. <laughs> and I remember thinking, wow. And she was like, I'm going to make a million dollars. And she was so excited about this enormous goal of making a million dollars in a year. So what's crazy to think about is we really do live in this little bubble, this little world where that number just keeps getting higher and higher. What the measure of success is, because it used to be like six figures was like wild and crazy. And now it's, well, now it's seven figures. Well, who can hit eight? And it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And I find coaches too who say to me, I don't even care about making six figures. It doesn't matter at all to me. And I don't, it's obviously, it's not one or the other mission and money, because I agree like being mission centered, mission focused, and having that lead, the finances, the abundance, it's going to come, it's going to come. And for anyone listening who's like, "I'm just not money motivated. I don't care about it." Sometimes we say that because we're afraid of it, right? For sure. So be on to yourself if that's the case. And some of you, if you don't care about it, maybe that's okay. Maybe it really, truly does not matter how much some how much money someone makes, because it really doesn't.
0: <laughs> we know this, right? <laughs> right. I mean, and at the end of the day, it's about what are we here for? What are we trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, if we can stay rooted in that for ourselves, keep our eyes on our own paper. Right life will be good. If you are in, if you're building this business, so you have that time, freedom, flexibility, and that looks like being able to take vacation, being able to take leave without pay at your job, then great. If it means being Mm -hmm. able to work for yourself, then great. Like Mm -hmm. you get to decide what success looks Mm -hmm. like to you. Yes.
1: Yes. Based on really what you want in your life and business, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think, and I'm guessing you see this too, is that when coaches, when we get off track and we think our business should look like someone else's or be like someone else's, or we should build the life and business this person has, we just, it just doesn't work.
0: It's (laughs) hard and it's a miserable existence. It is. Yeah,
1: it is. Okay. I feel like I could talk to you all day. This has been such a good conversation, really good takeaways. And I want to ask before I let you go. Well, at the at, by the way, I will have Tavana's information in the show notes so anything she's sharing you can find there um, but before that, any advice guidance, wisdom that you would share with coaches listening, building their business Have um, more fun mm-hmm. Have more fun <laughs> have more fun like
0: let's yeah. keep it simple and have more fun and I have to to share a little background as to why I say that.
1: Yeah.
0: So I remember, you know, we talked about six figures being the, like, that was the thing back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had my first six figure launch. So mm-hmm. just launched the program in six mm-hmm. figures. That's not what I made the whole year. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being miserable, mm-hmm. exhausted, depressed, mm-hmm. paranoid of running out of money. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't fun. I was just working so much and I got there to the to the summit, to the top of the mountain. And it was like, what the heck did I do all of that for? I mm-hmm. still feel awful. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I feel worse because maybe I missed a party or something because I was working on the launch. Yeah. And so that was about two years ago at this point. And I would mm-hmm. say to anybody, just have more fun. I remember one of my earlier coaches. Telling me that, and I didn't really believe her. But mm-hmm. maybe you'll believe me. Add yeah, a more fun.
1: Yeah, business, yeah. and and yeah. try
0: to keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite questions is, "How can I make this more simple?" Mm-hmm. And what would make this more fun?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant! I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, tell my audience where can they find you. What amazingness can they find <laughs> in your website and your stuff? Yeah. Well, you
0: the the main place to hang out with me and see all the new things because the website gets updated whenever I feel like it, but Instagram mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Tavana Denise, T A V and Victor, O-N-A-D-E-N-I-S-E. And I'm hanging out there, doing IG lives, doing rants and reels and all of the things, just really open to help. So you can find me in the DMs. You have a question. Awesome. I'm I'm very approachable in that way, and you awesome. can also take the scalability assessment,
1: and mm. then that
0: will show you some where you can find the gaps in the foundation to scale. So we're not doing the sloppy scaling, and mm-hmm. then you'll know where how, where you need what you need to do to fill the gaps.
1: Yeah, awesome. And that and that's uh, something that they could get. Could we have a link for that in the show notes? Yeah, for them? I can
0: totally give you the link. Amazing,
1: for that. perfect. Okay, and um, I had one more thing I was going to say. What was it? Oh, I want to make sure that Masterful Coach Collective members, Tavana is coming to speak to you. She's going to be talking about how to attract your ideal clients with an online event that's repeatable. Yes? It's going to be so good. So good. So we're excited to have you there. Thanks again, Tavana, for being here. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. If you're ready for complete support as you build your coaching business, check out Molly's collaborative community,
0: the Masterful Coach Collective. It's a place where you'll have access to the best experts in the biz, community support, and guidance as you build your perfect business 90 days at a time. Visit www.mollyclare.com for details.